Hey everyone, I'm Tom Harrison. And I'm Michael Williams. And welcome to Speaking Covidly, Empowering Talk in Turbulent Times. So how's it been going for you? Good, good. You know, we were talking recently about, well, just kind of along the lines of what we talked about in our last podcast about making your purpose practical mm-hmm. and how, you know, part of that is like, what does that really mean for people? And part of it is just this idea we were talking about, you know, do you have traction or not? And kind of this idea of if you're not in traction, maybe you're in distraction, <laughs> right? <laughs> so, you know, maybe we could play around with that idea and just whatever else bubbles up. And by the way, I apologize. I'm driving. I'm sorry to be driving during this, but hey, that's what happens sometimes. It was, you know, in these times of COVID, sometimes you just got to get the hell out. That's right, because uh, last week you said you said I was clanking some pans. I I don't remember, but maybe I was. <laughs> it sounded like it. Some dishes. <laughs> so, so yeah, so sometimes you gotta you gotta clank some pans or get out for a drive or do both. Exactly. <laughs> <Right? laughs> so, <laughs> so we were yeah we were kind of talking about traction versus distraction, and. Something that that's that's kind of been on my mind, and I had some examples of it. And I'll just kind of throw this example out right up front, and then maybe we can go from there. So, as some of you already know, I work with people who are professionals, very intelligent, um, and want to become excellent speakers. Uh, sometimes they may struggle with their speech in various ways. And one of the things that I do at the very beginning of the program is. Uh, we give them a course that's uh, video and audio and so forth, and then I work with them one-on-one. But in the course, one of the first videos talks about kind of creating this, this right perspective. And in that video, I give a specific example. of Let's just say you have a conversation that's 10 minutes. I'm just using the number 10. You have a conversation that's 10 minutes. And historically, you may have struggled during that whole 10 minutes, off and on, and however, in and, and, and whichever way you struggle, you struggle for 10 minutes. And then I say, okay, when you start this program, don't expect that all of a sudden, you know, nine minutes or 10 minutes, you're going to now be speaking smoothly just because you started this program. What we want to do is set your expectation to one. That means look for the, the smallest, the most incremental improvement in your speech or even in your confidence so that even if you speak smoothly for only one minute of the 10 minutes, think about it this way. Wow, I I spoke smoother for one minute this time, whereas historically I struggled for 10 minutes. So that's a one minute improvement because of the work that I've been doing. And if you look at it that way, you won't get discouraged and lose traction and get and literally i mean this literally happens to people they get distracted and discouraged because they said oh man i'm doing this program i'm doing all this work and i'm still struggled for nine minutes no you didn't just struggle for not you spoke smoother for one minute which is longer than what you usually do because of the work that you did you're picking up traction which is cumulative it accumulates Yeah, I mean, that is so true. And then, you know, frankly, at first, when you said one, I thought 
W-O-N. You won. That's 100%. <laughs> <laughs> you won. <laughs> Even though you're just at one, you won. No, it's interesting. Um, it's so, man, it's so true because this is what we do, right? It's our, um, what we don't realize in the moment. I think this is true for across the board, anybody, like you and I, right? It's just, it just it kind of doesn't matter. Maybe the only difference is we're working with an understanding of these principles, right? Which is a big deal, right? I mean, you and I, we understand most of the time, not always. Sometimes we kind of fall out of it, right? Sometimes we need to be reminded. But most of the time, at least we, we can grasp onto, oh, wait a minute. Um, things aren't going the way I'd like. I see what's happening. I'm focusing on the negative, right? I'm focusing on what I'm doing wrong instead of what I'm doing right. You know, it's very common. It's, you know, we can say it's human nature. Um, I don't know if that's necessarily true, but it's certainly patterns that we create in our lives, right? Those are the patterns we've been practicing, right? So in so many different ways, we, it's like anyone on this planet probably has their own ways practicing things that aren't working, right? Which on the face of it seems kind of crazy, but that's what we do, right? Like you were giving the example of people who, they get one minute of good speech, which sounds fantastic, right? You get that one minute of clear speech, and yet, well, I can't focus on that because there's still nine minutes that aren't working. And that same example can apply to really anything in our lives right, where there's something working, but because we're not getting the results, so you were talking about expectation, here's the problem, right? You set an expectation for your clients, but the clients have a different expectation, right? They're expecting, you You were mentioning this earlier, Mike, I'll let you talk more about it, but you were mentioning this idea of progress versus perfection, right? So oftentimes, your expectation is progress. Their expectation is perfection, which, of course, is kind of ridiculous <laughs> for anything. Exactly. But, mm-hmm. of course, what that leaves is this huge gap. And, unfortunately, they could be leveraging that gap by realizing the progress of getting to step one rather than just being stuck in the what they see as a failure of not being perfect. And that's a trap. It is. It is a trap. And, um, you know, this this concept, in a sense, comes from this idea of tiny habits, small habits. There's a couple of really good books out there on well, one's called Tiny Habits and another's called um, like Small Habits or no, Many Habits, I think. Uh, but it's this idea of building habits by taking very small, tiny steps. And our life is essentially governed by habits. Why? Because it's the way our brain works. Our brains are very efficient. And, you know, people that get addicted to drugs, it, it comes down to the way that our brains work. People that develop you know, high levels of skills in, in certain areas, it comes down to the way that our brains work, neuroplasticity, habit formation, and so forth. And so the same thing of when you're trying to, learn anything new, you're trying to build the business, you're trying to create some new habits, get rid of some habits. One of the best things to do is to set very realistic hab- realistic expectations for yourself and look at just taking very, very small steps 
and expecting very small incremental progress. Now, you may get huge progress, big, big progress. It may happen very fast. But if you just expect very small progress, you're a lot less likely to become discouraged and distracted, right? Distraction versus traction. And this happens to all of them. I'm pretty sure I can safely say this happens to all of us at one point or another. We start out in a program or on some journey or working towards something. And we, we figure out, man, this isn't, I'm not getting the results that I want. I'm not getting the results I want as quickly. And so we start jumping around looking for something else because it feels good. Oh, I started in the program. And then that we don't get the results we want. So we keep, so what happens, we keep getting distracted and we never pick up traction. But if we change our perspective, and of course you need to select a good solid journey and program and process. But when you do, if you know that you, that you selected a good process, then set your expectations to one. Look for very, very small incremental results. And, and here's something very important. Celebrate those small results. Now this is not gonna be easy for you to do but that's why we're doing this podcast because we want you to be conscious that it's something you're going to have to do is smoke is smokus <laughs> focus on the small results and then celebrate them yeah so true yeah i think i'm going to write a book it's going to be called itsy bitsy teeny weeny nano habits <laughs> those habits are so damn small ain't no way you can't do them no oh my god that would be okay i want to be your co-author i just did 1000 of those habits right in that moment in that moment while you're talking (laughs) (laughs) so it's kind of funny that's kind of that's a ridiculous thing though but you know of course this whole point i said you were just i was thinking about that you're saying many habits and tiny habits so like what's the next thing down it's the fifty teeny weeny nano habits <laughs> <laughs> and if you can't find it then pull up the rabbits no <laughs> exactly right gotta go down the rabbit hole to find those but it, you know it's, it's interesting it's really getting to this whole idea of why do we need, like so it begs the question why do we need a tiny habit like what does that even mean so we need a tiny habit because we're not even able to do the mini habit. The mini habit. So we can't do. Why can't we do the mini habit? Because we can't do the habit. Why can't we do the habit? Because we're not putting enough of time and attention to it, right? And what really boils down to, I said time and attention, which is true, but that boils down to intention, which is the why behind it. Because it really, it really does beg the question, right? If we're not if we're not engaging the habit that we want to create, why are we not doing that? And so that's why these things called many habits have come about, because people were not giving even were not even able to give the attention to, you know, whatever say for example, a half hour something that would normally take a half hour. So okay, well we can give it five minutes at least, right? <laughs> And on some level, that seems so ridiculous, right? So, so any, all of you out there, hey, you know, we all fall into this trap. Let's just be real, right? And at the same time, I bet everyone listening to this 
have, there's certain things in your life where you've got it dialed in, right? It's, it's, a, it's a dialed in good habit. And, get, and it probably was dialed in either, I mean, of course, there's the habits hopefully we all have, like good hygiene and, you know, brushing our teeth and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. These days, washing our hands, maybe wearing a mask. But, you know, but in terms of those things we really intend to do, if it's something you love to do, let's just say you're a musician or you're, you know, you're a builder or whatever it is, something you really enjoy, you're a good speaker like my kids, then you have an intention that's pretty solid and you're probably mm-hmm. putting the time behind it and you probably don't need many habits or micro habits or whatever, right? Because you're giving it that time. So what we're talking about here are those things where we know there's a gap, right? Where we know we're falling through the cracks. Things just aren't working for us. And I think it's really helpful to realize that we can have like serious traction in other parts of our life, maybe even most parts of our life, but there might be a huge gaping hole where we're dissing the traction, right? where, we, where we're in distraction in, in areas that really matter, right? And, it, and you and I have talked about this a lot. This is a lot of what we talk about in these podcasts, which is we can have a very full and busy life. Mm-hmm. And the truth is we could be very much not on purpose. And that's mm-hmm. unfortunate, but that's the truth. And so for those of you who want to bring more purpose and intention into your life, this is where it could be difficult, right? We could be setting up a lot of traps where we're in this distraction. And even if we enjoy the distractions, right, whether we're, you know, hey, this is great. You know, I'm watching several hours of Netflix a day or whatever it is. <laughs> exactly. Like you I know, do it today. Might be, <laughs> <laughs> There's a time and season for everything, right? But you know what I'm saying. It's like if we're, we know what it is. If there's something where we're, even if we're enjoying the distraction, we know if there's a, if there's some traction trying to take hold in our life and we're just not getting it. And this is where all of these, you know, developing these habits, even if it has to be a tiny habit or a micro habit, <laughs> or a nano habit. Or a nano habit. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. <laughs> but it kind of brings out the point that you're making here about intention and and calling, quite frankly. Um, and that now, we've been kind of focusing on this, and I believe and know for a fact that this is really, really important. Those of you that are listening, spend as much time and energy and money as you need to to become as clear as you can, as clear as you can on what you are called to do. Remember we talked in the last podcast, I believe, that your calling is your vocation, vocal, vocalize, vocalization, right? Call, comes from the word call, your calling. And once you be, once you can become clear on that, I know you're asking, how do I become clear? And, and maybe Tom and I will actually do a podcast and give you some specific strategies from our own perspectives and lives and research on, on some ways to become clearer about your calling. But as you become clearer and clearer about what you're called to do, 
it really is, it becomes very, very practical and it can help you uh, do stuff and choose and select the things and stick to those things and gain traction. Uh, I'll just give you one small example. So I've been in my space for 11 years now, right? Just the space of working with people who uh, struggle with their speech. And I'm nowhere near income-wise where I want. I'm way better than what I want, but nowhere near where I'd like to be. But the one thing that I've done, and Tom and I have talked about this, is I've put out content. I've created lots of videos and lots, I mean, literally thousands and thousands and thousands of videos and audios because I felt called to do it. And most of those, like probably 90% of them, I've not been paid for. So they're not, they're actually not courses, many of the videos that I put out, but I did it because I was called to do it. I had a message that I needed to get out to people because I felt called to help them in a certain way. And I did it before I ever got paid. Now that I am getting paid, I'm still doing it and I don't get paid for every video that I put out. But it's what I'm called to do. And so when you're in a situation like we are now globally and you and you're trying to figure out like, how can I how can I make a living? What should I do next? Should I take this program? Should I take should I take that program? What can help you? This is very very practical. What can help you is to fall back on your calling. Right? What am I called to do? Okay, let me find ways different ways to do that. So yeah, let me just uh, stop there. Yeah. So. Where do I go from there? So we talked a little bit before, too, about – I love everything you just said, and I'm, I'm in complete agreement with it. We've also talked about what if you're not clear on your calling? Because right? that seems like – and I want to just pose this as, as a potential example of dissing your traction. Right. So, mm. for example, if I'm like, hey, I don't know my calling. So that's mm-hmm. a great idea, Mike. I love what you're saying, but uh, I don't know it. Um, so I'm just I'm just stuck. Now, yeah, maybe you're stuck. Maybe you don't know your calling. But what are you doing? Right. So so there's a couple of different ways, maybe more than a couple, but a couple of different examples of how you respond to that would be, one would be, okay, I just don't know my calling, and so that's it. I'm just going to whatever. I'll just keep watching Netflix <laughs> you know, whatever. So, okay, that's, and that might be fine, but if there's something, another option would be, wow, I'm not clear on my calling, and maybe even, you know, maybe I've even I haven't even really thought about it much. So maybe there's some people who are appreciative that this is being brought up. It's like, wow, oh, my God, I haven't really thought about that. I mean, it came up before here and there, but I never really latched onto it. It wasn't there for me. And they want to make a difference, right? And that's what's important. So number one, you have to have the intention, right? You have to have an intention. So even if you don't feel like you have heard your calling, one thing I would say is please believe you have one. Please believe you have a calling, right? I've said this in lots of ways and in many, many times in these podcasts that I firmly believe that every single person on this planet has a purpose, has a calling, 
Now, you can believe that or not, but it's much more empowering to believe it, <laughs> right? <laughs> and, uh, you know, and I hope you're not the one person who doesn't have it. That would really suck. I, don't, I wouldn't admit it if you are, <laughs> right? But so believe it, right? Believe that you have it. And here's the thing. I think anybody who really gives it any thought knows it's true, knows it's true, and, you, and there's some signal. So here's the thing. You can choose to dis your traction on your calling, whether you know what it is or not, which would look like any number of different things, choose your favorite distractions, Mm -hmm. or you can choose, you can be, okay, darn it, I really don't know what it is, but I'm going to find it, darn it. I I want Mm -hmm. to, I really want to find that and get clear on it. And then you decide to have traction. And that's where some of these little habits, just making little bits of progress can make all the difference because just moving in that direction. And just to give one kind of exercise we can do is just allow yourself, now, number one, just to affirm, I believe I have a purpose. I believe I have a calling, right? I believe I'm here for a reason. I believe I have meaning. Any different way you want to put that. Mm-hmm. And, then I'll, and then the next thing would be to just make a list. And I would challenge you to come up with 25 ways. Now, this number, the reason for this number is because it, for most people, it sounds like way more than they could ever come up with. 25 ways? What? I can't even think of one way. That's why it's 25, right? Because we want to stretch ourselves. So what I'd ask you to do is challenge yourself. And this is, by the way, this, is a, this can be fun and it's very productive and it's for your own edification, right? It's just like imagine what you can discover here. Come up with 25 ways that you will discover your calling and so, or your purpose, right, or however you want to frame that. So just quickly, an example would be anything you're interested in, right? Write down what you're interested in, what you're passionate about. Last week we talked about the maps, right? Michael put up this map, and let me me see if I I remember it right. The first, the M. Because I had said I was basically putting it out there, and you put brought it together as your map, which I love. It was meaning, is that right? Meaning, ability, ability and passion. Mm-hmm. And passion, right? that's so right. Yep. So that's ask right. yourself, what's meaningful to me, right? Mm-hmm. What, what am I able to do, and what am I passionate about? And then go ahead and throw my map into it, too. I gave a map last week. It was a little bit different, but really on the same thing. Magnificent mm-hmm. arrival practices. Why do I, do I believe I'm magnificent? And if not, mm-hmm. why not? What would make mm-hmm. me magnificent? What, and what would help me remember that, which is the arrival part of it, coming back to it? And then finally, which is really what we're talking about in the end, is what are practices, right? What are some of these practices, whether they're, you know, hour-long practices or they're mini or they're micro or they're tiny or they're itty-bitty, teeny nano <laughs> What could I do to move the needle? Exactly. <laughs> That's right. To move, and sometimes it's just about yeah, it's about moving that needle. So you've kind of started, and I think you know we'll do a whole podcast on this. But making that list, twenty-five things, things that I'm interested in. Another way of saying interest is things that I'm passionate about. You've probably heard this before. Things that I would things that I have done or that I do now or that I would do even if I didn't get paid. I love to create audios and videos, did it without getting paid, you know, teaching and training. In fact, I lost a lot of friends. <laughs> Actually, 
giving advice. So it was something I used to do growing up. And I used to do it, obviously, for free. And people didn't really appreciate it. And so I lost some friends that way, literally. You should have charged um, <laughs> them. That was the problem. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but but it, it turned out to be it turned out to be my calling, even though I lost friends giving advice. But even though people just, hated it, <laughs> even though even though people hated it, eventually people loved it. <laughs> I got. I mean, and I grew up with it. And it wasn't until sometimes it takes many years to figure it out. But I always knew I was called to be a teacher, or a trainer, or a preacher, or whatever. And I just I couldn't get rid of it. I couldn't shake loose of it. So I kept moving in that direction. And eventually, and despite the fact that I stuttered, I knew that I was going. That was the thing. So here's here's the thing, because I knew I was called to to teach, to advise, to whatever. And there are those people in the world that that's what you're called to do, and we all need that. Tom is Tom is like my coach, and I'm his coach, so we do that for each other. So we need that. But what actually pulled me out of stuttering was the fact that this is what I was called to do and I had to figure out a way to be able to speak smoothly and clearly and confidently and that calling clarified my purpose and helped me to start gaining traction to to work on my speech and and to actually start becoming you know a better speaker in other words and and I use that same premise to help other people. So this is very important. There's going to be things that maybe you do that you're passionate about doing, that you're interested in doing, that Tom said, and other people may actually reject it. They may say, oh, and in fact, you know, I've talked to people like, you may even think, oh, I can't make any money at this. Oh, that's a big one. That's a big, I can't make any money at this. Who's going to pay me for this? Oh, there's too many other people out there doing this. If you're listening to me right now, I know you're smiling. I know you're shaking your head. You're like, yes, Tom and Michael. Exactly. There's stuff I want to do. And there's people out there saying, you can't, or, or I'm thinking myself, I, how can I make any money at this? How can I make a living at this? Who's going to listen to me? There's so many other people out there doing this. Guess what? You can. And we're going to and we're gonna help you get there. <laughs> so. Yeah, you know, something that came up for me is you know, we have this traction versus distraction, and another way to look at it is indistractable, right? We talked about unshakable, but another way to look at it is being indistractable, right? Mm-hmm. And now that, to say that, you might have an occasional small distraction here and there. We're human, but ultimately you're indistractable. Ultimately you keep coming back to it, right, and keep and forging ahead. And you said something last time that I think really relates here, and I'll just try to wrap up with this, is you talked about how, you know, everything has meaning, right? You know, the fact that where you have chairs to sit on, the fact that we have phones to talk on, all these things mm-hmm. is because some people saw meaning in that. Now, hey, there's plenty. Of, we could say there's, you know, we don't need all this stuff or whatever, but there's there's a reason for things, right? And mm-hmm. so... Mm-hmm. Like what you were just saying, Michael, is that uh, it's so easy. We've both done this. It's like, oh, I can't can't make any money in this, or can't make more money in this, or that's it. I'm not going to make. I've made all the money I'm going to make. I'll never make another dime, right? You know, whatever it is. <laughs> so it's kind of crazy what we do. 
But think about it, like using your example of before. What if the, all the people who made chairs said, you know, I'll never make money of this. We'd be standing up all the time. <laughs> <laughs> we'd, our cars, we'd be such that we'd have to stand. We couldn't even sit in the freaking car. I mean, right? If people didn't, you know, think, oh, we don't need to talk. We don't need to, yeah. If we're not in person, that's, we don't need to talk. Now, there's an argument for that, but we wouldn't have phones, right? So it's like, so think about it on a, in a very fundamental way. This is the same right. thing. If if you feel if there's something of meaning, they say, and here's this is really key. This is super key because I we all maybe not all good good on you who don't have this, but many of us at some point in our lives on some level doubt ourselves, right? Or we doubt what we want to do, or doubt that we can do it good enough, or oh, of course people need it. Of course people need the chair. I just can't make a chair good enough to sell, or whatever, or I can't mm-hmm. sell it as good as the other guy, whatever. But here's the thing: if there's something that's meaningful to you, that notion, that awareness that there's something meaningful, is proof that mm-hmm. you are able to do it. It's right. If you have the concept, you have an idea that, oh, wow, this would be important, then you can do it. And chances are, if you have that idea, there's something about that idea, whether it's asking you to do that thing, it's at least leading you in the direction of your calling. Exactly. And and I'm just going to add... Yeah, real quick. So there's two parts to that. The, the map, the, the meaningful part is it's meaningful to you. And then I, I thought about that for a while. And I said, and also something that's meaningful to other people, which means chances are, just like you said, if it's meaningful to you, it's probably going to be meaningful to someone else. And I've heard you say this before, Tom. And And a part of that now is also on a practical level, you're going out and doing some research keeping your eyes and ears open, listening to what people say. You know, you're in Facebook groups, you're in groups, you read the news. And it will be very clear to you that what's meaningful to me, what's meaningful to you, you're going to find is also going to be meaningful to someone else. And that's when you've got it. When those, when you can find something that's meaningful to you, chances are you're going to find it's also meaningful to someone else. And that at that intersection, that's where you're going to be able to make your living. That's where you're going to be able to, to put something out there that people say, oh, wow, man, you're, you're speaking directly to me. This is, exactly what I, this is exactly what I was looking for. So just keep that in mind. Yeah, amen. And until then, whatever you're doing now, do that. I suggest try that 25 ways exercise and as you can imagine you can try for all kinds of things anywhere you're stuck in your life anywhere where it feels like i can't think of anything do the 25 ways exercise right believe in yourself and by the way let yourself go free this is one of these exercises where it doesn't have to make sense it's just it's just opening up you know possibilities right and just trust that you can find that indistractable thing you're looking for Cool, man. All right. So I guess we're wrapped up and ready to go. <laughs> All right, man. So I'm gonna. I'm. I think I'm gonna try to put out that itsy bitsy teeny weeny uh, nano habits book. 
next week, okay. so it shouldn't take more than three minutes to do. You want to help out? <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds good. All right. All right, brother. Take care, brothers. So we'll see you next time. Take care, everybody. Bye. Bye. Hey, everyone. So if you want to learn about what I'm up to, if you'd like to learn about being on purpose, check me out. I'm Tom Harrison, T-H-O-M Harrison. You can find me at walkyourwhy.com, all about being yourself, living your vision, and what I like to call loving the world with your work. Thanks, Tom. And I am Michael Williams, and I want to help you say what you want to say smoothly, clearly, and confidently so that when you speak, people listen. They want to listen. And you can check me out at thesmoothspeechsystem.com. We'll see you there. Take care.